welcome. You're listening to Latin Waves with your hosts, Sylvia and Stuart Richardson. Latin Waves is more than just hot rhythms. This is a show about community, about creating a culture that is inclusive and based on fairness. Because everyone deserves dignity, respect, and has something to contribute. A new world is possible, and it all starts with us. I am very privileged to have Tim Black on the phone. Tim Black is America's most watched black independent media in America on the left. He's a host and founder of Coffee with Tim Black and the nightly Tim Black show. His political show covers current events, elections, social issues since 2013. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the primaries. Hey, uh, Tim, thanks for doing this. Hey, Stuart, man. Thank you for having me back and sharing me with your audience, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really interested in this primary election cycle because we've got some really interesting uh, independent third-party candidates, and we'll talk about Cornell West today. Um, I was very impressed with his platform, but the other day I was watching uh, Jimmy Dore's show, and, and to be fair, I agree with Jimmy Dore in some things like the war and the two-party duopoly, but it was a little hard to watch Jimmy critiquing Cornell West about race in America, how it's it's all about class, uh, and we're kind of living in a post-racial society. I quote Jimmy, he says, I'm helping to coach you to be better. So uh, what is your response to that <laughs> that issue that we're in a kind of a post-racial America? Yeah, you know, it's, it's easier for people to say that when they aren't the ones who are receiving the brunt of the incoming that, from the current system. Like, it's easier for a white guy to say that when he's not a black guy. <laughs> he's, not a, he's also not a part of the LGBTQ community, right? So he's not dealing with these types of levels of discrimination. It would be like me saying, hey, man, I don't know what these women are talking about. Why, why are they so upset? Knowing that one of the, the chief threats to women's safety are men, right? But since I'm not a woman, I never deal with that. And, and walking to my car at 3 o'clock in the morning or getting off a night shift for a nurse by herself is a very scary thing. For, for women. So, you know, not putting yourself in the shoes of others, that seems to be like a thing that Jimmy's for, and his audience kind of caves to that, and anything that mentions black situations, black black issues, discrimination, whatever we go through, and, in in, you know, it's, it's called identity politics to them. So that's a problem. Class and race, you know, don't get it wrong. I understand class is, you know, something that we all share, but just because you don't deal with a race issue doesn't mean that's not a very real thing. It is. They're connected, right? There's a reason why the average black family is worth 10 cents or has 10 cents for every dollar of a white family in the United States. Like, we got gross wealth inequality in America because of the legacy of not just slavery, man, but also Jim Crow 100 years after that. And the government having uh, policies in place intentionally to stop black people, make black people be second-class citizens. We're only 60 years removed from black people getting lynched trying to vote. Right, getting beat up trying to vote, poll taxes, making you spell something or, or multiply something in order to be able to cast your vote. I mean, these things actually happen, right? So, and, it's, and once again, it's not that long ago. My grandparents went through it, right? They told, my, they told my parents, and my parents told me, these are things that happened. There are people still alive when all this was going on. Dr. Cornell West, Dr. Cornell West was there. He saw MLK, right? He, you know, <laughs> these, this is real. And they right. talk as if, we're so removed from it. So, yeah, Jimmy Dore, you're right. I agree with the war thing, and I agree with the duopoly. Breaking up the duopoly, we need more than one party that's splintered into two. But, bro, you got Dr. Cornell West running as a third-party option, and instead of supporting that, realizing what that could mean for America, you spend your whole time nitpicking because you don't think he should be talking about the fact he's a black man. And, by the way, Dr. Cornell West's first, uh, most popular book 
is entitled Race Matters. And you want that guy to not talk about race (laughs) when that's sort of like what he's been doing for 40 years. It's amazing to me to to hear that interview. And I think we have a problem on the left, and that is this kind of puritism that if you don't hate all the things I hate in every way, um, you're not you're you're not doing it properly. Like, I don't like Joe Biden. I've never voted for Joe Biden. But when he talks about LGBTQ rights or when he talks about race, I can agree with that without being a Democrat. So what the hell is wrong with taking what you like and adding what and talking about what you don't like? What <laughs> what is the issue? Do we all have to agree on everything like like a no, religious? And, you know, and actually, mo- we probably agree on most of the same things. We just put them in a different order of priority. Right. So. That's one of the problems. One of my main my main criticisms of Jimmy Dore and, and people that are uh, that su- subscribe to his type of politics is, you know, we may not all see it the same way as far as the same order, but obviously Dr. Cornell West is not supporting Joe Biden. Man, he's running against him. He's he's challenging <laughs> Joe Biden. The Democrats are the ones that are writing smear articles about Cornell West, not because he is supporting uh, Doc, um, um, Joe, Joe Biden. And that was the thing, like Jimmy and those people, they, they were they were so critical of Cornell West to the point where Jimmy's like, Hey, you sound like Joe Biden. You're just you're running a commercial <laughs> for Joe Biden. It's like, what? This is the guy that Democrats are calling an existential threat to Joe Biden's presidency. They're saying he's an existential threat to democracy. They're saying that Cornell West is gonna what's gonna bring us Trump. And you're saying no, in actuality, your conspiracy theory is that Dr. Cornell West it's somehow helping Joe Biden. And this is just preposterous, man. Cornell West went after Obama when Obama was Obama, right? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was going after Obama when Obama was in power. He didn't wait till Obama got out of office and it was safe to talk about the first black president. He was doing that right here in his face when he was president. So that's, that, to me, is a litmus test for character and ethics and stand up for <laughs> what you believe. Just pure logic, if you look at it logically, Cornell West or RFK or whatever Junior, they have the the one goal of of winning. And if you're gonna win, you're gonna have to swoo Democratic voters to you. You're gonna swoo uh, bring over Republican voters. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> why would you turn around and say the leaders are fascists and everybody who votes for them are morons? That doesn't seem like a winning strategy to me. <laughs> well, yeah, unless maybe you know you had a you had a soft spot for Trumpers. Like, so, look, man, I'm I'm in the business. This is all I do. I create content. There's a thing called audience capture. During the COVID, during the shutdowns in America, there was a lot of eyeballs on, 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 on progressive or independent media. And these people, they developed an audience of people that were disaffected. It's like this, man. I put out a lot of content that's critical of the Democratic Party. From that content comes Republicans and Trump supporters. Because guess what? They're also very critical of the Democratic Party. <laughs> what can happen is, once you then criticize the Republicans or Trump, they leave. So what we learn, if, if we're trying to watch our pocketbooks and only focus on our money, we learn not to criticize Republicans if we want to maintain that audience. And that's what I fear, what I fear has happened with Dorr and so many others. So, look, it's, it's not that they're bad people. They're, they're operating within the corporate system, and, and they're, trying to, uh, they're trying to stay viable and be profitable and I get all that, but hey, don't don't bring it here to this campaign. We're trying to do something that's monumentally important in this country, which is break the stranglehold. I want my kids to have more than one party to vote for, frankly. I want them to have options. For sure. And that's more important than I can make more money and I can have a bigger audience 
of Trump supporters, and I won't say anything negative about Trump ever, in order to keep them. Because the moment you criticize Trump, they are gone. Believe that. And it goes both ways, too. Like, I was watching a video today with the anti-war movement when Bush was in power. It was massive. And I'm looking around today, and it sounds kind of quiet. And I'm like, what's happening? Oh, all these progressive commentators don't want to dare speak about the against the war because, of course, Trump was against the war. So <laughs> we we can't we we have to be all on yeah. the same page. And it's it's just disheartening to watch the kind of money before principles, party before principles, people. Great point. Great yeah. point. You're right. They want so they they're so afraid to agree with Trump on anything. You're right. Even if it's something a core value that they've been holding for the last twenty years, because they know they're going to get blowback from the establishment, they can't stand on it, right? They can't they can't stand up for what they would normally stand up for. I try to tell people just because you happen to have the same agreement on an issue, doesn't mean you support all the other issues that you disagree on, right? Exactly. We gotta get we we, we we cannot be confined to one ideology. You know, there's gray areas and there's things of agreement and disagreement, and that's how most n- normal people are. Normal people feel conservative about, conservative about some things and liberal about other things and maybe progressive about other things. I say be open, be real, and, and, and be a person that's sincere, and people will see that in you. Yeah, be authentic to your values. Don't just flip them. I guarantee if we had a Trump in power right now, there'd be giant anti-war protests, and, and people know it. And commentators know it. So don't talk to me about climate change. Don't talk to me about change if you're like pro-war and you or you're just turning the other cheek, you know? Excellent. Like I said, excellent points, man. And and you're right. They would be. But right now it's not sanctioned. And why are these people quiet? They're quiet because they don't want to mess up their opportunities. You know, they they don't want to mess up their careers. And, you know, and there is a price to pay. But, hey, then you're in the wrong business. And at at least be quiet when other people are standing up. Like, I understand the financial stuff, the... uh, I get it. You know, there's a there's going to be blowback. You're going to get blacklisted. No one's going to hire you. You won't be on MSNBC or CNN anymore. You won't be featured by independent media that can help you make money on the independent side. But hey, bro, at least you can do is be quiet. You don't have to toe the line <laughs> and lie to the people in order to maintain that your position. I was looking online today, and of course, uh, Jimmy Dore has labeled his interview. Uh, uh, Cornell West interview was like an ad for Joe Biden. And today he's has a conspiracy that because he's hired Peter Dow, that Peter Dow is kind of deliberately destroying Cornell West, and Cornell West isn't smart enough to catch on to that. So your thoughts? Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I'm in the process of arranging an interview with Peter Dow right now, so that's 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 so we're going to definitely address these issues. But I'm going to tell you, and your audience will be the first to hear this, guys. It is very disconcerting. It is actually insulting, right, that these people are floating this idea that Cornel West, Dr. West, is somehow unable to see through nonsense. They, they talk as if he's incapacitated. No, Dr. West is not Joe Biden. Dr. West is aware of his faculties. Peter Dow didn't pull a fast one over on Cornel West, right? So, no, Cornel West has looked at, he, he made a decision, and actually Jill Stein was hitting up Dr. West's campaign, and she's the one who recommended Peter Dow. So they think that they threw out Jill Stein to get Peter when it's actually her who stepped aside. She said this publicly, by the way, check Twitter, it's a recent post, mm-hmm. just because she wanted to calm some people down. Like, no, I'm the one that brought Peter to Dr. West. I wasn't thrown out. They didn't throw me. They didn't stab me in the back and implant Peter Dow. They didn't give uh, Dr. West a roofie or a pill 
and make them lose consciousness and then stick them with Peter. No, that's not what happened. There's no, there's no conspiracy. It's just Peter Dow has a lot of experience working campaigns, and it's very important that he have a campaign manager with a lot of experience. Yeah, to say that he's uh, somehow working for the Democrats and he's uh, duped Cornell West is really ridiculous. And here's my rub. Cornell West has been doing this for 30 years, and these Johnny-come-latelys, armchair quarterbacking, giving him advice on how he, what he needs to do to win, reminds me of one of those overweight fans in the football stands telling those guys on the field what they need to do. <laughs> yeah, a loud critic from the from the bleachers. Man, look, when when Jimmy Dore was telling jokes and no one knew who he was, he was just a comedy, a, a comedian who was failing. Like, 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 I'm just gonna let's just be really honest here. How <laughs> many people knew about Jimmy Dore before he was on TYT? I didn't, and he was a comedian for 20 years before that. Okay, he works on TYT for 10 years, and he has nothing negative to say about TYT. As soon as he leaves, all of a sudden, the Young Turks is a horrible organization that's milk toast and neoliberal. But it yeah. wasn't when he was checking checks and when he was getting in his bills paid. I don't listen much to his critiques because they don't hold muster, right? And if you're going to come for Dr. West, you got to realize what you're doing. He could have addressed Dr. West with these same questions, but from a tone of someone who respects. Dr. West's acumen and what he's been doing for the last 30 years. So when I listened to the interview, Tim, it seemed to me if I really had, like, let's say, for example, uh, I've known you for a long time, I have a lot of respect for the work you do, so I invite you on in good faith and you come on in good faith, and then I act like I'm doing a good thing by berating you on air and embarrassing you. So what are your thoughts on, like, the way it went down? I think the way it went down was totally disrespectful and it was, it was tone deafness. Like, it shows a lack of EQ, you know, there's IQ and there's EQ, and I think his his EQ is not tuned in where he can, he can like sense and read the room of how he should have articulated that conversation. Look, man, you can ask tough questions, that's fine, but it's the tone and the manner in which you ask them. Intend to berate a professor and say, I'm here to coach you up because wow. I know so much more than you. Hey, hey, look, guys, if you... You know, there's some coaches out here. If you coach a football team or a football team and, and you've had experience doing that for 20 years, yeah, I could kind of listen to you tell me, hey, as a coach who's done this for 20 years or 30 years or whatever, here goes some suggestions. I don't know if I would have done that live on the air, but hey, okay. But see, Jimmy Dore doesn't have a background in directing politicians or <laughs> campaigns or running for office. He's just a guy who makes content for a bunch of Trump supporters in his bedroom or his garage. That's what he's been doing. And going on, going on tours and being a provocateur and a contrarian. That's it. Yeah. So that, to me, was like um, watching that interview was very difficult to get through. I, I felt that I know that Dr. West um, it, had seen Jimmy as a friend, and he came on his show in good faith, as you stated. To betray him in that way uh, and, and to just use it to, to bait your audience is, is totally like a... It's a horrible move. Yeah, I I seen uh, the disappointment on Cornell's West. He was nothing but dis res uh, he was nothing but respectful. And then Jimmy's like, you know, you're getting duped. And he's like, hey, I make all my own decisions. What the hell are you talking about? So it was really uncomfortable to watch. I I just want to quickly touch on RFK Jr. I kind of have a soft spot for him too. Is is he just incredibly naive that the Democratic Party will give him a fair shake, or is he planning to jump to something else? What what are your thoughts on RFK Jr.? Yeah, you know, RFK has some good ideas, and he's speaking 
there, there's some foreign, there's some war stuff related stuff that I'm like, I'm, I, that I don't agree with him on as far as like Israel and stuff and some other issues. Because I'm a person, you know, who's who strongly lean toward peace regardless to where it is, and, right. and that's what I look for. Um, but yeah, he's running within the Democratic Party, and and look, frankly, I've been too far gone. Uh, covering these democratic races to know what they do when it comes election time. I mean, I supported Bernie twice. I ended up voting green both times because they're going. This is what they're going to do. They're going to destroy RFK. They, they he won't. They won't even let him get onto mainstream media. No. Like this is what they've done to him. He's reduced to just going on Fox and independent media only, and that's a direct result of what the DNC is trying to do to the guy. So is he naive? I think he knew this. He knew this was going to happen. Marianne Williamson had to know as well. And, I, and I've interviewed Marianne Williamson. I haven't had a chance to interview RFK. But they, they know what they're dealing with. It's unfortunate. I think both of them should be given an opportunity to speak in front of the people. The people want to see, 73% of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run again. That's just it. And so when you got a party that doesn't need to, uh, to listen to the actual citizens, then, then we have a problem. We have more than just a problem. We that to me is neo-fascism, for sure. And you know what? We're going to hear very soon. We're going to hear that if you vote for a third party like Cornell West, you are going to elect a Trump or DeSantis, and you better be afraid. So you, we're going to lean on you, and we're going to shame you. I'm starting to hear this from a lot of leftist commentators too. They're kind of they. I think Trump broke yeah. everybody's brain. You know. So, <laughs> what what what, do, what are your thoughts on that argument? Give me give me your argument for third party. And look, we need a third party because we need to shake the Democratic Party up. I only have one purpose doing politics because there are a lot of things you can make content on. I, I cover politics because I want black people to get something from their vote from the Democrats. We can't keep voting for these guys. Ninety five. No one else votes ninety to ninety five percent for a particular party. White folks vote Republicans sixty five for thirty five for Republicans and Democrats. Latino folks vote almost evenly amongst the two, and we're the only group. The Asian folks vote almost evenly amongst the two. We're the only group that gives all our votes to one party, and then we go, hey, man, this ain't working. But we got to have something to vote for on the other side. So I think the third party element will come in and it will give us that opportunity to have some competition. Hey, man, if you only got one store on the corner, they can charge whatever they want. And <laughs> you got nowhere else to go, then you're, you're captive to those people. So um, third party, they're going to be using the boogeyman like Trump. They're using Trump now. But if it wasn't Trump, they'd use DeSantis. And if it wasn't DeSantis, they would use Tim Scott. And if they wasn't using Tim Scott, they would use Vivek Ramaswamy. They were always going to use someone to threaten black folks with to scare us into <laughs> staying with them and not offer us anything in the way of policy. And that's what I have a problem with, Stuart. And what has the black vote delivered to the black community uh, from all this support? While well, they still don't have clean water in Flint, Michigan. Uh, Detroit, they let Detroit go completely bankrupt, over $20 billion, well, $130 billion to Ukraine. So what, in your eyes, has the black community received for all their loyalty? Well, it's sort of like what I'm going through now with Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore was wrong on so many levels and horrendous, but what Jimmy Dore has done is he's helped some black folks who didn't have a voice, who had limited resources, come on his show and build an audience. Now, their audience is his audience. Those people, so there's only certain issues they can talk about, and they can never, ever disagree with him because he's the guy that gave them their food. He's the guy that feeds them. So that's the same thing that's happening with the Democratic Party. Black folks feel like they, this is the only place we can go, so we have to stay with them, and they're the only reason why we're at the dance. 
They're not getting anything other than what the Democrats want to give. And that's pretty much nothing but lip service. Juneteenth, which is a holiday that we already celebrated for the past 100 years on our own. We didn't need a, a federal holiday called Juneteenth. We don't need Harriet Tubman on the $50 bill. In fact, I think she would be insulted by that because she was <laughs> property, sold as property as a person here on Earth. And then in her, in her, in, in her memory, now we want to actually put her on money and oh, sell Jesus. her again. This is crazy. But this is what we're falling for. And the reason why is we got people in the Congressional Black Caucus who got good jobs working with the Democrats, and they're willing to throw black people under the bus to keep those good jobs. Absolutely. And you have been at the forefront of pointing out some of these hypocrisies, even when, like I said, when Obama was in power, you're very critical. And Cornell West has been at the forefront of, of these challenges. Do you think uh, Cornell West will be allowed into the debates or how I'm not sure how the third party candidate works? Well, you know, it's, it's going to be a struggle now. First of all, we got to get them on all the ballots, right? So as many ballots access as we can get, that'll that'll help determine yeah. that. He's already some. I saw one poll that he was at eight percent, believe it or not. So um, as far as him getting into the debates, that's a that's a battle we got to fight, bro. Right. To be honest, Stuart, it's going to take the the groundswell of interest from voters who are voicing their complaints, and even that might not be enough. But one thing's for certain, it will show up in the voters in the voters because Dr. West is, has name recognition with a lot of voters. He's internationally known. That's the strength of Dr. West. People are going to say, where's, where's, where's the black guy? Where's Dr. West? But Biden Trump, where's, where's Dr. West? Yeah. I mean, folks, he won't be the reason why Biden loses to Trump. Biden's already losing to Trump. <laughs> I'm looking at polls from CNN that put Trump up by one point, and he's got four indictments. Biden can't win. And Kamala can't help. Oh, She's know. worse off than, than Biden in the polling. So, yeah, um, I, I, I know I'm kind of, that's a little further than what you asked, but no. I just had to throw that in. It's, it's, it's going to take the people to make that happen. I really thank you for your time and your show. Tell people how they can access your uh, content. Sure. Go to uh, watchtimblack.com, and that'll, that'll put you where my show is. Watchtimblack.com. That's it. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on all platforms. But that's how you watch the show, and I appreciate it, Stuart. No, man, thanks again, and thanks for always kind of raising your voice with to these issues because uh, it seems even the progressive spaces now are starting to panic and, and starting to kind of sound a little mainstream, you know what I mean? Like even the progressive spaces are starting to get afraid and, and uh, act out of fear, if you will. Money is the root of all evil. For sure. Thanks again, Tim, and uh, we'll talk again soon, I hope. You got it. Thank you, now. Highly recommend the Tim Black Show. Uh, very authentic and interesting and informational uh, Tim Black Show. Let's end with David Rovick's We Are Everywhere. Seems good. When I say the hungry should have food, I speak for many. When I say no one should have seven homes, some don't have any Though I may find myself stranded in some strange place With not but a vapid stare I remember the world and I know We are everywhere and I say the time for the rich it will come let me count the ways 
victories or hits of the future. Havana, Caracas, Chiapas, Buenos Aires. How many people are wanting and waiting and fighting for their share? They hide in their ivory towers. But we are everywhere. and prisons and races, borders and nations, FBI agents and congressmen, and corporate radio stations. They try to keep us apart, but we find each other, and the rulers are always aware that they're a tiny minority. We are everywhere With every bomb that they drop Every home they destroy Every land they invade Comes a new generation From under the rubble saying We are not afraid They will pretend we are few But with each child that a billion mothers bear Comes the next demonstration That we are everywhere We are everywhere We are everywhere Thank you for listening to Latin Waves. Latin Waves is an independently produced syndicated radio program made available for free to campus and community radios and also to the world at latinwavesmedia.com. Please visit the website to hear previous shows, hear about upcoming events, and consider becoming a member for as little as $1 per month.